This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 8th, 2021. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable, uninflatable. We'll be talking about that too. Have a backbone. Be a unique beast. <laughs> Buying over crying. Personal responsibilities, new counterculture. All right. I'm offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends. I'm back. I'm better than ever. If you've got uh, questions, and I really appreciate the questions, I've got answers. You can type in Bitcoin Meister to get my attention. Spell it. I cannot see it if you spell it wrong. I cannot see it if you type in Adam. Type in Bitcoin Meister or just do a super chat and that'll also change colors. But I, I can't see it otherwise. I mean, I've said how many how many times have I said this, my elite friends? Uh, but I will say that uh, if you have twenty Bitcoin, you are a millionaire now. So um, that's that's the update uh, on that situation. So let's move. Well, first of all, before we even get to talk about Bitcoin here, my lord, um, over social media, I don't I don't dive into what the algorithm tells me to look at, obviously. But so I'm on Twitter gathering information. All I can see on the side and all I can see on, you know, when I go to Fox News or whatever or NCNN and Drudge to, to get news. All right. All I see is they're talking about Oprah and the prince and the princess. I mean, it's all it's Oprah world. It is insane. You cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. It's in your face. So this is the destiny of the 80 percenters. because They they care about that kind of stuff. I mean, they are worshiping a prince. They are worshiping his beautiful wife. They are where she was and, and worshiping a talk show host. And it, it means so much to them. And it, it's the word from above. The uh, And this is what they know in, in Oprah world. You could be in the Bitcoin overlay or you could be in Oprah world. OK, and pound that like button if you're here with me in the Bitcoin overlay. And I'm going to give you some Baltimore inside information today twice. We're going to talk about Gary Gensler. We'll talk about Oprah real quick here. And back in the early 80s, my dad was in a uh, the Chinese restaurant on Liberty Row that's near where Beth Israel used to be. And he saw Oprah sitting there alone just and he felt bad for her because back then she was on Channel 13 uh, in, in Baltimore and she was no one. She was just the person who was on chat. She was not – that was right before she became big and, and moved to Chicago or whatever. But she was just a regular person eating at the Chinese restaurant. My dad was like, oh, she's a you know what I mean? It looked sad to him or I don't know. Um, but all right. So uh, there you go. Everybody's connected to Baltimore somehow. <laughs> Now, uh, I, I do want to say, uh, and remember, Nashville, Tennessee, I'm going to be there uh, starting April 6th uh, until uh, May uh, May 11th. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about Norway, where I've been uh, before. And I love Norway. And the dudes there uh, at, at both uh, in Bergen and in Oslo, they knew uh, they knew Bitcoin well. Smart guys, smart, smart guys. Well, they, they, this company, Acre, uh, energy giant Acre, which is in Norway, uh, forms a Bitcoin unit, CD, funded with $58 million. It will invest in Bitcoin as its uh, treasury asset uh, and invest in uh, – okay, they bought a lot of freaking Bitcoin, okay? Now, uh, the uh, one thing in, – in, it's linked to below, their press release. I hope I link to it below. I will. Um, they defend against the power consumption FUD, okay? They just straight up laid on the table like – 
We know it's controversial because of power consumption, and they, they rip it apart. So good for them, spending money. I like it. And remember, if you want to stay up to date on these big companies, and, and it's not just American companies, not just Canadian companies, clearly Norway now, it is, it's so great. It's so great to be in Bitcoin before Acre was into it, okay? Um, you can go to uh, BitcoinTreasuries.org, BitcoinTreasuries.org. Uh, that, that gives you the list of uh, big companies that are putting it, using it as a treasury asset, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, we've got uh, – what do we got here? Like, yes, Doug 209, you did it correctly. He typed in my uh, name uh, correctly. Very good, Doug. Um, he was just uh, questioning that. Now let's uh, let's move to Ben Shapiro. So Ben Shapiro, we a lot of us, you know, we he's he's good on politics. It's if you're gonna listen to someone on politics, you play the two X. It's done in in less than a half hour when you're cooking your food and everything. That's what I do. That it, he's good. He's good, and he's a smart guy. But he talked. He made a video just about Bitcoin. Okay. Now, many people have asked before because he's advertised gold on there. He's advertised buying stocks uh, and and uh, and places where you can buy Bitcoin. Like, does Ben Shapiro own any Bitcoin? I got to tell you, from from what he said in this video, it's linked to below. It's quick. Watch it. It's like twelve minutes. Play to two x is six minutes. Um, it seems like he must own some. Uh, <laughs> He's clearly a fan, and the part that he – well, he, he did – one thing was a little weird. He showed a picture of Satoshi Nakamoto. It was the guy that they called Satoshi Nakamoto back in the day. I don't know if that was – he was trying to be funny there, Ben Shapiro, or he was a little confused. It doesn't really matter who the heck Satoshi Nakamoto is anyway, um, but that, that was incorrect labeling that as, as Satoshi But besides that, besides the odd Satoshi picture there, uh, he really uh, talked about the un, uninflatable aspect of Bitcoin, and, and he likes that a lot. He is not a happyflation guy, okay? And a smart guy like that, liking Bitcoin for that reason, it's a legit – we are living in the time of happyflation where everything is being inflated away. He, he said at least once, maybe twice, like you, you can't change the supply, and that means something to smart people. <laughs> that mean, means something to people who are trying to protect their wealth. So, uh, yeah, he it's a golden holder mentality. Did he ever hold gold? I don't know. I think in a, he's going Bitcoin here, though. So, hey, don't put someone on a pedestal there. But uh, I'm I'm calling uh, this out because I, I I think he was smart about why he liked it, and that is the the uninflatable aspects in the comment section. There was a there was I think it was in this comment section. It says Peter Schiff has predicted 37 of the last two recessions. Pound that like button. <laughs> A broken clock is always right. All right. Now, uh, and remember, check the TikToks out uh, that I do for CoinBeast. There are two of them that are linked to below. We're, we're trying to reach out to Oprah World there to, to get them into uh, the Bitcoin overlay. <laughs> now, there's a company out there called uh, Meitu. Meitu, where is it? In, in Singapore? I forgot where it is. It buys $22 million of Ether and $17 million of Bitcoin first treasury. All right. Now, the second half of their reasoning was of this, uh, of this quote was very interesting to me. All right. And it might become more common. Well, the company said that uh, while buying crypto helps diversify its holdings away from cash, 
More importantly, the board considers this a demonstration to investors and stakeholders that the group has the vision and determination to embrace technological evolution and hence uh, preparing its foray foray into the blockchain industry. So they want to show, I mean, this is, they want to fit in with uh, the future, with the, the modern world here. Now, fitting in is overrated. But at the same time, they're they're obviously becoming wealthy and protecting their wealth in this. And I do wonder if more boards are just going to be like, yeah, we got to embrace technological evolution. Uh, we got to buy it because everybody else is buying it. And uh, and we can say that we've uh, made a foray into the blockchain industry. Hey, these companies have lots of money. I know it might seem a little frivolous, like, yeah, we're just going to buy it to, to fit in. And, and and be on the technological cutting edge, but I would not be surprised. I mean, half these companies they just uh, they do things just to fit in with the woke crowd. So why not uh, try to fit fit in with the uh, futuristic crowd and at the same time uh, do something that's actually good for your bottom line? Which uh, the woke stuff is probably not. Uh, well, you know that's debatable. Hey, this week in Bitcoin was great. Jan Pritzker was on. Keep it simple, Bitcoin, and Benny BTC sessions were on. It is linked to below. And I do want to say this Friday is that magical, beautiful day, March the 12th. So uh, a year ago on March the 12th, the whole world was panicking. They had weak hands. All sorts of nonsense was being thrown away around. I bought two more Bitcoin, uh, which are now worth obviously over $100,000 combined. It only cost me over a little bit over $10,000. So we're going to celebrate like crazy on uh, on Friday. So I'm going to get guys on that are going to be you know, str- true, strong. I mean, everyone that I have on the show is strong handers. You do, you do notice I don't have the weak handers who were scared uh, on anymore. And there, there were plenty of them. You, you, if, I mean, if you could go back through the roster, you can see it, it suddenly changed last year. And I just spit big time on this. Oh my God, I came in. That's really nasty. There. All right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, hey man. So if Friday's show is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be so happy. And I'm already, this is the week we should all be celebrating freedom and sticking with your principles and not being scared and becoming wealthy and being proud of being wealthy and not being a victim and and everything that uh, we've been told is, and and just not being scared, not being a scared victim and just enjoying life. And if you're in a bad place, you get out, you're in motion, you go to Miami where it's an awesome, so awesome to be here. And yeah, I'll be back in Baltimore for Passover. And uh, that should be interesting. And, and I won't be there long. And then it's on the Nashville. But I do enjoy seeing my family there, obviously. obviously. Um, all right. Ethereum, they have, they're, they're going to have this upgrade in July. Now, this might be uh, part of the, the reason the price went up again. I, I don't worry about it. I mean, the price is going to keep on going up as, they, as we get closer to Ethereum 2.0. People were not very happy with the high Ethereum fees. So since it's somewhat centralized and everything, they're changing, they're completely changing the way they do fees in July with this EIP 1559, all right? And the fee price is going to be set and then the fees that you pay are going to be burnt, all right? So it's a way to make less Ethereum, but the miners aren't going to get paid anymore uh, for for the mining fees. They're going to be. They, they were talking about uh, miners rebelling. Pretty pretty odd stuff, but uh, it, it does get rid. It does burn Ethereum, and it makes it more convenient for people to use. Hey, 
they are definitely not Bitcoin over there. Okay, that is not something that would happen in Bitcoin, uh, where they just change everything. I mean, it's a complete, it's a major change. And that's another reason that people like Bitcoin. They say it's boring, but it doesn't change. That's awesome. That's why rational, long-term thinkers, they don't want something to all of a sudden change and, and just uh, you know, have to recalibrate how they think about this, uh, the monetary asset that they purchase. Uh, all right. Okay, that is we, – we might uh, – it looks you – know, at the end of the previous presidential administration, uh, they were scaring every oh, – suddenly there was the uh, proposal – uh, to to change the way uh, that uh, third party wallets had to re they had, like report every single thing you did. Okay, it was like the, the, becoming a a spying uh, entity for for the government, and it was very strange. But it got delayed. But now the current administration is going to have to deal with this situation. I linked to an article uh, below. It says the battle concerns the last minute rules proposed by the outgoing. Uh, administration that would create new requirements for financial services firms to record the identities of cryptocurrency holders. Well, it's not, it's not just that. It's it's more complicated than that. So they're going to have to address it. Are they going to go the way of the previous administration or are they just going to completely forget about it? I hope they completely forget about it, but it's going to be hard for these third party. Uh, it's only the, the big third party. I mean, you should control your own private key. You don't have to worry about anything, but these, these wallets that are controlled by third parties that they, they're going to have to, uh, it's going to be a lot of a uh, lot, lot of new paperwork. A lot of it, it's it inhibits it in, in, it inhibits uh, technological advances and uh, making the world a better place. And that's uh, that's what grows the economy when you are are, are able to come up with uh, the, the technological advances and not have to worry about the, you know, the government. Wor worrying about government uh, regulations does not help uh, with uh, technological advances. Real quick, Gary Gensler. Uh, he had a Senate hearing. I guess it went well. A lot of you put Gary Gensler on a pedestal because he uh, he might like Bitcoin. And all right, whatever. He's going to be in charge of the SEC. And uh, someone told me, you know, Gary Gensler grew up in Baltimore, and I, I had no idea. And Gensler was born, and I linked to his wiki book below. Uh, Gensler was born to a Jewish family in Baltimore, Maryland. It sounds like me. One of five children of uh, Jane and Sam Gensler. Sam Gensler was a cigarette and pinball machine vendor to local bars. And he provided Gensler with his first exposure to a real world side of finance when Sam would take young Gensler to the bars of Baltimore to count nickels from the vending machines. So I think many of you know that my family was uh, did, did this was in the same exact business. And once someone told me he was from Baltimore and I read that wiki, it, it, trig it triggered memories. My father would often talk about Gensler, Gensler this, Gensler that, Gensler. They're, that was their, one of their competitors, Gensler, uh, Sam Gensler, not Gary Gensler, but Sam Gensler. And so my, obviously my, my father knew of the Genslers. I, I'm sure my grandfather knew. <laughs> knew Sam Gensler. That's freedom out there. Uh, so I asked my mother, do, do you remember dad talking about Gensler? He's like, yes, yes, I remember. Unfortunately, with the passing of my grandmother a few months ago, there is really no one left that can, from the business, um, that can tell us exact, the exact relation between the Genslers and, and, uh, my, my family's business, uh, vending business, but they, they didn't know each other. And it is, it's a small world. And I had no, I, 
put it all together when I read that wiki. So it's a little little connection for you. Um, I mean, if you ask Gary Gensler, he probably will not know. Um, and, you know, if I, I'm not going to say the name of my grandfather, but he won't. Maybe he'll remember. I, I, I don't know. But there's the it's gone now. The people Gensler's father, Sam Sam Gensler's obviously dead. Uh, so the, the people who knew knew everything are gone. I don't. So I don't know the exact connection. I think it might have had to do something with video games. I'm not sure. They they they. I think they did business together at one point. It's. It's really not known. It's it's sad a little bit. Um, uh, if only I had known before my grandmother. My my grandmother probably would have known. All right. So um, all right. So pound that like button for I, again another another Baltimore connection. We had Oprah. We had the Gensler. Gensler. <laughs> my dad would. I just could hear my dad say Gensler. I don't know what he was talking about though. Now. <laughs> oh, it's it's got to be the video games. Oh man. All right. All right. So uh, NFT, NFT mania. We talked about this on um, Friday's show. The guys all chimed in about NFT. This NFT stuff, guys, I, I, beware. I mean, only buy Bitcoin, but I, I can see how it's tempting people. I mean, Jack Dorsey did it even. And Jack, I mean, is the Bitcoin Inquisition going to go after him? Because he made a he made a something that has nothing to do with Bitcoin. This the. Uh, they don't have anything to do with Bitcoin. I, best of luck to. I mean, it's insane that you know a billionaire like him can sell. Or he can sell his NFT for millions of dollars, for two point five million dollars. I'm not complaining. I mean, whoever's buying it, it's greater fool theory here. I mean, people are only buying this stuff because they think they can sell it to another person for more money. And Jimmy Song, no one's buying it for long term holding, like they would buy the Mona Lisa or something like that. Um, now, Jimmy Song says NFTs are bribes. I link to that. He, he explains why it's a way to get people to use their altcoins or something. Okay. And I say, let it happen. I'm not here to destroy it, but I do want to just give some thoughts on it. Uh, Two-Bit Idiot said, in January of 28, I told our investors ICOs were going to correct 90 to 99%, but that many of them would be interesting as long-term investments post-correction. That's how I feel about NFTs today. And I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think something will come out of this. But man, there's – and BTC Benny brought – there's going to be just a lot of people uh, producing NFTs. I mean there's an article. Was it on Coindesk or one, one of one of the three uh, mainstream uh, crypto publications had an article that, you know, here's how you turn one of your tweets into an NFT. So everyone's going to be trying to sell their tweets as NFTs. I mean that's a completely fl flooding of the market right there. And I will say this, if, and this is possible in this, in this golden age decade, if art, if the concept of art is completely redefined, okay, like you know, NFTs could work. I mean, it would take a complete paradigm shift in what we think art is. And then I think there would be some long-term value in some of these NFTs, but we're, we're talking about a major change here. So keep ex experimenting, keep innovating. And I'm going to read you what Charlie Lee said. He is no fan of this. And I, I think I alluded to this on last Wednesday's show, or I, I, I was going to. I was actually going to actually read all this, but we, we ran out of, I ran out of time. So we talked about it on Friday instead, and now I'll talk about it. Charlie Lee is on to something here. And I, again, keep keep on being – keep 
Can't be careful. Lee previously expressed some bold criticism over the NFT industry, claiming in February that NFTs have zero cost of creation. There you go. Because of the near zero cost to create another NFT, the market will eventually be flooded with NFTs from artists trying to cash in on the craze. Supply will overwhelm demand and the prices will eventually crash. Um, and I, I would... We'll definitely see something like that. It, it's 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 greater fool theory right now. It's like your people are only buying it because it's a fad, and they know they can flip it for more money to, to the next person that they think they can. It, it's a game of musical chairs right now. And uh, yeah, the Bitcoin scarcity aspect uh, will be much a uh, much a uh, it'll be understood and appreciated. Uh, more if the whole nft thing falls apart i don't want it all to fall apart but uh i hope something great comes out of it something good something new comes out of it uh and you know people have tried to say to me well with, with music it can make a difference i don't know I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm on the charlie lee side of things here just uh be be real careful but again with that caveat that uh if the whole uh definite if art is totally redefined or maybe i mean even if modern art is, is totally redefined. It could be good. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, Doug Casey here. I, I still get these weird emails from him. Here's a title, Why You Should Look Beyond Bitcoin. Oh, man. Clearly, we're getting into the uh, the normies are coming in uh, from Oprah land. They want to talk Dogecoin, I guess. <laughs> He's got someone... Telling people, you know, look beyond Bitcoin. The impulsive are here. Diversify for the sake of diversifications. The mania is starting. Bring on the mania. Bring on the newbies. They're going to have to learn the hard way. We've seen this all before. He had Doug Casey in 2017 had guys talking about, the, I mean, why you should look beyond Bitcoin. They probably had headlines just like that. My oh my. Found that like button. PayPal buys a Bitcoin security and storage company Curve for $200 million. Someone uh, says, who thinks they might have been better off just buying Bitcoin? The valid point. But I will say this. They interviewed the dude in charge of PayPal, and he's talking about a super app that will soon expand beyond buy, sell, and hold. All right. So good point. Right now, you, you can only uh, buy, sell, and hold with PayPal when you're buying Bitcoin or Litecoin and Ethereum and Bcash. But he wants to expand it. Uh, obviously, if they're buying, if they've purchased a, uh, a company that holds Bitcoin, they're, they're, going to, uh, they're going to get into a situation where you can actually they will really hold the Bitcoin for you and you'll probably be able to transfer it off. So, I mean, they're going to be a competitor uh, in, in some way, eventually, of, uh, of Coinbase, I think. I think this is, a, this is a way to get PayPal into what Coinbase does. Because at least with Coinbase, you can buy it, you can foolishly keep it there, but you can actually move it off. Currently, that option of actually getting your Bitcoin from PayPal and making it truly yours is not there. But with, with the purchase of this custodial company, I, I think they're they're moving toward that. Uh, okay. All right. Now, um, and they're moving towards something else too with this, uh, to him talking about this, uh, what, mega, what did he call it? Super app or mega app? 
can't even see what I uh, what I had there. All right, let me see if there are any uh, there are any questions from the the lovely crowd that has gathered here at uh, six fifty. I'm going to eat soon, man. Uh, all right. All right, we got uh, no, no one's following. Oh, 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 Johnny! Johnny said, uh, "20 Bitcoin make you a millionaire." Yes, yes, I, I did say that, but I, I'm glad you you follow the rules and and typed in a uh, Bitcoin Meister. All right, yeah, the the hair always looks better after I've just recently washed it. I washed it at what 4 a.m. last night. Oh, I've got some crazy schedules going on. All right, moving on to the next uh, topic. No fancy sets or graphics and pretty good hair. But you, again, pay attention to the freaking content, you people. Now, did uh, – okay, there are likely over 100, bill, 100 million Bitcoin holders globally, says Nick Carter. Ascribing a unified political or ideological stance to them is a complete delusion. I, I definitely agree with that. We've talked about that before, that we have guys like Andreas and we can have guys like uh, uh, Saifedean. They don't agree uh, politically. <laughs> and But so it's totally ignorant when you have some fudsters that are trying to say, oh, it's a bunch of libertarians that believe this, that and the other. And they like the former president. A hundred, a hundred million Bitcoin holders globally. Now, I don't know if they're actually that, that, that many, but uh, let, let's say there's 70 million. And uh, that, that, that's plenty. That's 0.1% of the uh, Earth's population right there. Um, no, 1% of the uh, world's population right there. Sorry. <laughs> Made a little mathematical error there. Uh, but yeah, if uh, 1% of the world's population owns Bitcoin, yeah, ascribing a unified political or ideological stance to them is a complete uh, delusion. And yeah, ideological, uh, to, I mean, people are they're getting into it all. Some people are getting into it because they think they're uh, going to create socialism. I mean, you, you have, which is, I think, delusional, but uh, I mean, what is Thomas has a guy on there called like Bitcoin socialist sometimes. Now, and you know, Thomas is free to do what Thomas does over there. Uh, compete, don't complain. Volatility is back, says Charles uh, Boviard. Uh, Bitcoin's 30 day annualized volatility reached its highest since April. In February, during a month where Bitcoin hit, a fresh all-time high above fifty-seven thousand. Yeah, that, it looked. I, I won. The, the official world is, word is there, but I think all of us could see that yeah, since since uh, it became uh, this beautiful year of twenty twenty-one, the volatility is back. Get used to it. It's a roller coaster. We haven't even gotten to the point where Bitcoin will crash to uh, next uh, next cycle. Yeah, which probably will be maybe sixty thousand. We, we we haven't even gotten there yet. So it, it you haven't seen volatility yet, dudes. You haven't seen there's ten thousand dollar candles. They're going to be pretty uh, much more common. <laughs> now, uh, what do we see? Don't let a don't let the situation get the best of you. Let it bring out the best in you, says John Gordon. Don't let the situation get the best of you. Let it bring out the best in you. I like it. I will uh, link to it below eventually. I I stumbled upon a a site I had not been to. I used to go to a site called fiatleak.com. In as early as 2013, okay, and it's totally revamped. You now, I, I never even believed the statistics there. Totally, it, it shows you uh, where Bitcoin is being purchased in, in, in what fiat. So you know that you're, you're leaking. The fiat is leaking into Bitcoin. It's interesting. I think a lot of you, and now you can look up other coins on there too. 
a lot of you old timers will remember it from back in the day. And it's, it's changed a lot. I have not seen it since back in the day, but I stumbled upon it recently. So, all right. A uh, real VJ says, uh, Oh, this is for all you people that ask me, well, what happens if the dollar goes away? How will Bitcoin be priced? Uh, hey, here you go. Here's your answer. If instead of thinking the price of Bitcoin is going up, you think the purchasing power of Bitcoin is increasing. You are at once freed. All right. So value your wealth in Bitcoin. Purchasing power. What can you buy with your Bitcoin? Don't worry about the fiat value of it. So if the dollar goes away and the dollar isn't going away, you, I mean, you, you, how do you value your Bitcoin? What, you value, it's per, what can it buy you? All the noisemakers out there that say you have to convert your Bitcoin to cash currently, this is from last week, but H. Gregg is a car sales place in Florida and, and other, other states and I think in Canada, and they now accept crypto for cars. And, I mean, that could come in, in handy one day for me. You know, if I ever want to buy uh if I ever want to buy a car again, you know, a fire a gold firebird, a 1978 gold firebird, if I ever want to buy one of those, <laughs> I could and, and uh, H. Gregg. Has set the. You know, I'll use. Well, I don't think H. Greg would have it. But there's just a lot of people that are like, oh, well, you can't buy anything with your Bitcoin. And I, I'm offended by selling, obviously. But it's it, it's out there. H. Greg is big. People like to fight on Bitcoin for that. And it, it's this. It's just the beginning of. I never heard of H. Greg. I never heard of it before. So I, I mean, I'm sure car people have. But it's in Tesla. You could buy with Bitcoin now. It's going to be really easy because it's just, it's just it's a lot of people are like, well, you're going to have to convert your Bitcoin to the cash one day, Adam. No, no. And I've said this for a while. By the time I really need to do it, you're just going to be able to make transactions with your Bitcoin, large transactions with your Bitcoin. A car is a relatively large transaction. Okay. Now, uh, what is this? Okay, I'll do that next time. Ooh, what is the real Bitcoin dominance index? I, I've shared this site before, bitcoindominance.com. The real Bitcoin dominance index calculates Bitcoin's market share among proof of work coins attempting to be money. It excludes all ICOs, stable coins, and other centralized project projects. So if you're worried about Bitcoin dominance, if you think it's legitimate, that is definitely a, a much more legitimate way of looking at at it, but it gets you got to get rid of stable coins when you're looking at Bitcoin dominance. It's, it's it's dominance over proof of work coins, and you can take Ethereum out or you can keep Ethereum in because it's going to be proof of stake. Uh, and so we'll conclude with Corey Clipston, Corey Clipston, who was on the show two weeks ago, best freaking guest in the space. I bring you here every Friday. He says Bitcoin dominance plagued by survivorship bias. Bitcoin dominance versus the top 24 altcoins of 2013 has risen from 70% to 96%. Bitcoin dominance versus the top 24 altcoins of 2017 has risen from 42% to 74%. New altcoins in their pump phase skew the dominance metric before they dump. All right? So all the flavor, the, the current flavors of the month, skew it. There's always going to be new flavors of the month. They're going to be overvalued, and that will bring down Bitcoin's dominance. But if you look back at the previous uh, altcoin flavors of the month, they all fall. And compared to them, Bitcoin gr grows in value. So value, and that just 
people get fooled all the time of valuing their wealth in fiat when they're thinking about how well their uh, altcoin has done over time. That's the prime example right there that Bitcoin has destroyed those uh, those uh, uh, ones from from the past. All right, uh, from t- especially 2013 and, and tw- but uh, so it's there you go. It is the Bitcoin dominance as it is currently set up is skewed uh, toward the, the survivorship. Exactly what he said. Uh, and again, if you don't want to deal with most of the flavors of the month, you just look at the BitcoinDominance.com anyway. But good observation there, Corey. And let me see if there are any more questions there. I hope I covered every top roller. You don't have to read this, but five years ago, I watched 100 S coin videos thinking Bitcoin was a scam, too. I found your videos and went all in. Much thanks, dude. If you went all in five years ago, you're doing darn well. And I am so happy that I and I've said this on my previous shows. It's just it's just amazing to get these messages from people that I made them uh, a millionaire that that I helped you know I, I helped get them this strong hand and just get away from the altcoins get away from the gold get away from the silver getting rid of, rid of their doom mentality and just have it have a, a beautiful mindset where this is the golden age and it's just unprecedented opportunity and it's exponential uh, mindset potential. All right, dudes, that's it. Uh, and keep it positive. I'll be back soon. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Um, tweet this out and subscribe to the channel and do all that stuff. And see you soon. Bye. Thank you.